What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that Moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. fine in here. And uh, once I get Ben on the horn, maybe. Hello? Ben, how are you, my friend? Hi, how are you? Welcome to the broadcast. How are you, sir? 
Good, good. Uh, give me so just... You, you coming from Chicago? I am. Give me just a few moments here. I've got to patch all of our various people in here because uh, it, it's it's not just me doing the damn thing here with you today. we got to get uh, Don Mazzella and uh, IQ Al Rizzoli in here, and uh, then I we will... Uh, Jump off the good foot and do the bad thing, as they say. But uh, let me uh, just give me a few moments here. I've got to dial them up, and then we will uh, we'll get everybody in here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that works. And uh, if you're just if you've just joined us, there's IQ Rizzoli, and I believe there's Don Mazzella. How are you guys? Okay, so. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. We've got a uh, a great guest here to kick us off. We've got uh, our first guest, Ben Fine, joins us here on the telephone. Ben, uh, welcome Hi. to the program. How are you, sir? Okay, I'm fine. I'm doing well. <laughs> well, tell tell me and the and the guys here a little bit about your latest book, my friend. Okay, it's called The South, the King of Scarsdale. Okay, and it. And it's a, sort of a tragic, romantic comedy. Oh. Okay. That's all we need in this <laughs> It's uh, uh, essentially the story is a uh, wealthy gynecologist from Scarsdale, very successful, but he's basically dissatisfied with life. Midlife crisis, the whole bit. He's sort of a fat nerd. Tell me, is he Jewish? Is he what? Is he Jewish? Jewish? Uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I, des- I describe him in the book as uh, sort of a fat Sigmund Freud. <laughs> he grew a little beard and so on, and his wife is uh, very annoying and so on. Uh, you-, you can get the picture right away. And he hires a uh, Dominican assistant from the Dominican Republic, I okay. guess. And one thing leads to another, he winds up having an affair with her. <laughs> so what else is new? <laughs> what else is so new? Far, so far, so good. But so far, like every other book, but he's, it's like nothing he's ever experienced. He's madly in love with her. She finally says to him, listen, Ira, uh, when are you leaving your wife? I'm not, he wasn't planning and so on. She's fairly serious and she says, well, if you're not serious, I'm going back to the Dominican Republic. Goes back. He's crushed. So he doesn't know what to do. He's, for a couple of weeks, he's sort of crushed. Eventually he calls her up. He says, Inez, come home, please. She goes, we have nothing in common. And he says, yes, we do. And she goes, what? He goes, salsa dancing. So she goes, but you don't know how to salsa dance. He says, I'll learn. <laughs> Picture him, Park Avenue practice, he hires a woman to teach him salsa dancing. So in his practice, he's in the white coat, a little fat, learning how to salsa dance. That's the gist of the story. <laughs> Don, start us off here. J- jump in there, my friend. What what can I say? It's the kind of story that we all need in this day and age. But tell me, did you fall in love with the salsa instructor? Yeah. Well, no. What happens is it's even gets even worse, man. He uh, he calls her up and he says, "Well, Inez, I've now learned how to salsa dance. Come back." He pays for her to come back with her mother and her kids to New York City. He leaves his wife, he moves in with her, and two weeks later she goes, I don't even love you, and leaves her. But he's not broken, because now he has salsa dancing to keep him going. <laughs> I, I love the ending. <laughs> That's well, great. I love the ending. I call it poetic justice. <laughs> the well, ending. The end. Without giving, no, that's the ending, but to, 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 uh, uh, put it in, uh, uh, not to give the ending away, but the last scene is him in the Audubon Ballroom, which is a big uh, Spanish dancing club in New York. And two guys are looking at him and he goes, who's the big fat Anglo? And he goes, that's the salsa king of Scarsdale, the doctor man. 
That's how it ends. That is that is poetic, Justin. <laughs> That's really good. Part of it originally as sort of an independent movie, like a quirky independent movie. Yes. But it's, it's easy to get books published <laughs> than to get movie scripts, so I did it as a novel rather than... Uh, What's uh, the title? The title Salsa King of Scarsdale. <laughs> That's a great title. That is a great title. But do you think uh, most men are suffering a middle-aged crisis uh, nowadays? Well, it's, it's very common. It's very common, so. But, but, but do you think, um, um, you know, uh, I'm an older generation. I don't know how old you are, Ben. But our generation, almost all of us, had some sort of a breakdown uh, in our middle age. We bought a sports oh, yeah, car, well, or we did something. But this this generation doesn't seem to be doing that. What do you think, uh, Ben? Well, it, it, it's uh, I, I, I I put it in. I'm 72, so 77. 77. So I lived through what what he was feeling. So without a Spanish woman, so. Oh. But did you marry a, a nice Jewish girl? Uh, I have, I did, yes. Okay. Well, well I married, you know, Italians, Jews, what, not much difference between when it comes to our choosing our wives. But, but then, if I can ask you, do you think um, in this world today, we should be doing more of what this man did, maybe just throwing it over in, in our 40s and 50s and doing something diff different. Well, I've had a bunch of friends who've done that, so uh, whether we should or shouldn't, I'm not going to judge anybody. Well, you know, Ben, this this uh, this book is absolutely amazing. It is the Salsa King of Scarsdale. We've got Ben Fine with us today. You can get more information on his website, thesalsakingofscarsdale.com. And uh, it is it is an absolutely, absolutely amazing book. Tell me and the guys here a little bit about your, uh, your writing process to bring this book to life. Uh, my writing process, well, I, 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 I write scenes as if they're little movies, put it that way. So I like to write a book by thinking of it as a little movie and then uh, take it from there. So each thing in a book is a little bit of a movie. Ben, who would you have played if you had your druthers? I hope I have what? If you had, if you had your choice. Who would you have uh, play the, uh, the Salsa King? To play it? I, I would think somebody like Paul Giamatti. Do you know who he is? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, He's John sort of... Adams. Yeah. Um, he, he, he'd be terrific. <laughs> yeah, I, he fits the part perfectly. You know, he's not real good looking, but he's not bad looking. He's on. So... I think he would be perfect for the uh, for the uh, the doctor, and maybe Sofia Vergara for the uh, the receptionist. Hmm. You know, you know, a lot of women are always worried when their husbands hire receptionists. Um, uh, in fact, I was talking to somebody who said she required her, her husband to have to be fifty. In fact. What do you say to that? I, I, I really didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I have a friend who said that uh, she insists her husband hire receptionists that are 50 and, and fat. What do you uh, say to that? I've heard that. I've heard that many times. You know, people just, they, they, they don't like a good receptionist, but... You know, if you're going to hire a receptionist, uh, you might as well have a, have a beautiful woman there. I mean, not to be too sexist, but I'd rather hire, take my chances with an angry wife. <laughs> oh, well, you're a braver man than me. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't have to hire his. My secretary is about 5'4", 260. <laughs> so <laughs> she doesn't fit the, what I what I would envision as this. So. Well, well, let me ask you this question. Do you salsa? Yeah. Do you salsa? Uh, I'm a very poor dancer. My wife could I, is good enough to be a dance instructor, but I can't. I'm a I'm a poor dancer. So what do you do? So, when on, what do you do when she's on the floor? I I try to follow her. I can get out there and not make a fool of myself, but that's about it. Do you ever see like you, you you're at a wedding or something? You see a couple. You go, wow, they can really dance. Well, yes. if I'm in a wedding and we're out on the floor, they go, wow, she can really dance. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's where I am as, as dancing, so. But well, well, I, uh, um, Ben, what, what do you think of the world in, uh, today? What do I think? Yeah. Today, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, all day I watch the trial on TV and... It's crazy. Do you think they'll convict them? I doubt it. I mean, I'm a, my regular job, I'm a statistician. And statistically, there's no way that he's going to... Uh, uh, there's no way they're going to convict him. They just don't have the numbers. Unless some of them gain some, some thought processes. I mean... I mean, I, I was thinking that if Mitch McConnell votes to convict, maybe they will convict. But uh, I can't see that happening. Do you guys see that happening? I don't know. Well, I, I love the way the, the local paper here put it, that the Democrats said he, revel, he reveled in uh, um, anarchy. Yeah. That's, that was their headline. Yeah, well... He was, they, they, they're going to play up the point that he, he was cheering them on from the White House. Maybe, maybe that'll change some minds. I don't know. I don't know. You know, isn't it funny, though? In Washington, they're insurrectionists. In Portland, they're uh, progressives. You know, yeah. It, it, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it, it's, the world is a crazy world. Both sides, you know, that's why nobody can agree on anything. But these people were crazy. You see, you see the the temper, of the crowd, people carrying a, a Confederate flag, and uh, somebody had an Auschwitz shirt, all of that. It's the same group that in the Capitol that was in Charlottesville, Virginia. Exactly the same group. And really scumbags. But uh, that's neither here nor there. What do you think of the people in Portland? People in Portland got out of hand, but I don't. I don't hold them to the same standard because uh, I look at, say, Black Lives Matter, and I say that black people in this country have it very difficult. I mean, every day something happens. A police shoot somebody. I have a good friend, and I, I included this in stories. He's a very wealthy black guy. Hello. Yeah. He's a very wealthy black guy. He lives in a nice town in Connecticut. He could not buy his son a decent car because if he bought his son a decent car, there'd be a 100% chance his son would be stopped by the police. That's what you got to realize, you know, when you talk about what went on in Portland, what went on in Minneapolis and so on. I mean, it's a crazy world we're living in. That's why I create a fantasy world by writing. So, uh, so... Listing to all this, IQL Rizzoli, what, 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 what questions do you have for Ben? Well, he was talking about BLM and yeah. on Oregon. Well, the black people are not the only people who have been discriminated against. Japanese no, not people, at all. Not at all. Chinese. Not at all. Yes, yes. But then why are we excusing BLM to do what they want and we don't excuse anybody else? The Chinese don't burn places. The Japanese don't burn places. The Jews don't. They, and the Jews in the 50s and 60s, there were many places that said no Jew and no dog. Oh, yeah, no, I know so that. So why do we excuse the BLM? I don't, you know, this, I can't figure it out. And yet, 
black Americans have a better life in America than any African in Africa. Oh, of course, of course. But you have to realize there are problems. You know, you have to realize, here's a statistic. I, I told you I'm a professor. It's my regular job. But if you're a black man, they've done studies. It takes you one extra hour to drive across Pennsylvania because of being stopped by the police. Well, is it only in Pennsylvania or is it only no, in the United States of America? It's in America. You know, that as bad as other people have had it, there's no doubt that Jews have had it bad in America. Take a look at now. There's still vicious anti-Semites. Look at this lunatic uh, from Georgia who said that uh, the forest fires in California were caused by Jewish lasers from outer space. I like that. I'm going to write a book about that, I think. But, uh, so, but the fact is the... The police are especially hard on black people. And anybody who's lived in the city knows that. I mean, it's just, yes, in Oregon, there are other people being discriminated against. But there, you take, just, you know, people say, again, I'll throw another statistic at you. Uh, you know, the, the police have it so dangerous. I looked it up. Over a thousand black, unarmed black men were killed by the police last year. There were 60 policemen killed in the line of duty, and 30 were killed by other policemen. So it doesn't equate. That's why I think that Black Lives Matter makes a big difference. How do they make a difference when they're burning other places? And they're burning, by the way, they're not burning the houses and businesses of white people. They are burning, well, the, yeah, but they're burning the people who are under. They are themselves Asians and Latin Americans and somebody else. So really, you, I cannot find a justification under any circumstances to go and burn other people's livelihood because I am discriminated against. No, no, I agree with you on that. I mean, that, but the fact is that uh, the demonstrations shouldn't have fallen that far, the ones in Portland. But I mean, they, they should have... But they are, they're not only are they continuing, they are instigated and supported by the governors of the state. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I what think that... Think? Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean you don't believe that? You have police forces, you have the National Guard, you have the FBI, and they're not interfering. What do you mean you don't believe? Look, I'm an outsider. I don't live in America. I live in Europe. But my forte... You have your forte statistics. My forte is to look at America and because as far as I'm concerned from where I am, without America, Western civilization is dead. Yeah, well, that was the problem with Trump. He alienated all the Europeans. Really? Sorry. Let me put it in a perspective. The Europeans were fucking the Americans financially for 60 years. He wasn't alienating them. The bastards were sucking the blood of Americans. Excuse my language. Yeah, but look, they, without, you never talk, never talk politics or religion. But the fact yeah, is that he alienated... program, you do it all the time. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yes, he yes. He alienated Macron, he alienated <laughs> Merkel, he alienated Boris Johnson. Well, yeah, who is Merkel, by the way? Merkel is a traitor to, Ch to Germany. Merkel allowed one and a half million aliens, mostly Muslims, who will never, ever integrate in Europe. She allowed them to come to Germany. Germany is suffering. Europe is suffering. What, where else in the world do you have mass enslavement for sexual pleasure by Muslims? Only in Europe. Only in Europe by Muslims. But nobody in the media says anything. Why? because they are politically correct to the nth degree. They're stupid. My forte, my subject is Islam. It is, okay. So you realize Europe is gonna be uh, basically Muslim? I'll tell you what, within less than 30 years, yes. Two reasons, I'll give you two Not reasons. only immigration, but population growth. Thank you, you said it, you said it before I said it. They are not yep. reading enough. 
And when you're not breathing enough at 1.3, 1.4, 1.7, it is irreversible. Well, you know, you, you look, Germany, Germans are going to disappear in 200 years. I mean, German Germans. Yeah. yeah. The funny part of it, this is the irony. Let me share it with you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, those in Germany who are Nazis, they pick on the Jews. Now, the number of Jews in Europe, the total number of Jews in Europe doesn't add up to, to half a million, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the number of Muslims in Europe are over 70 million. Oh, and yet sure. they, hate, they hate the Jews and they let the Muslims get away with it. Hey, look, there is, it's a strange thing and I don't, as a Jew, I don't understand it, but uh, Jews are hated all over. Look, in Poland, there's something like 3,000 Jews left now. And yet there's still vicious anti-Semitism in Poland. By the way, sorry with all due respect, there has never been anti-Semitism, ever. Hitler was not an anti-Semite. Read Mein Kampf. I studied it, I didn't read it. Never yeah. once, never once, let me repeat it, never once did Hitler associate Semitism in his book. He was always Juden, 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 Jews, Jews, Jews because he knew and he respected Islam. In fact, in, Manka, in many conversations he had with his friends, he admired Muhammad as a mensch, as a man who swore. And he knew that the Arabs are Semites. There was no way he could attack Semitism. He attacked Jews. And yeah, until well, today, but, but you should, we shouldn't use the word anti-Semitism. Why use anti-Semitism? Why don't you say the way it is? Anti-Jewish. Ilhan yeah. Omar, Ilhan Omar is not an anti-Semite because she doesn't hate Arabs. She hates Jews. So yeah. she is a Jew hater. Yeah. Look, uh, this is, is not, sem not only semantics. This is really important to make it the way it is. Call a spade a spade. Why hide it? Well, the hero of my book is Jewish, by the way. So, <laughs> I know you by the way, he has to be. Yeah. Many, I read many, many books of midlife crisis. Yeah. Invariably Jews. I think, is it Portnoy? Portnoy was a... Yeah, he was like Jewish. This. That was, that was uh, uh, what's the guy's, what's the author there? I forgot his name. Did Goodbye Columbus also. Very well-known author, but I can't remember him now. Yeah. Midlife crisis. By the way, in your opinion, do women also suffer midlife crisis? I would yeah, although it's called uh, whatever they uh, uh, they get. Uh, what what is it called when you uh, menopause? Menopause, right? And they that's that has a lot of psychological things too. In fact, they call mid men's midlife crisis male menopause. So they suffer. Maybe you should write a book about a woman. <laughs> Suffering at the Salsa Queen of Scottsdale. Yes, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Well, uh, well, Ben, um, I, I know that you've, you've got uh, another couple interviews you've got to get to. I, I appreciate you make, taking uh, as much time as you did chatting with me and Don and uh, IQ today. Thanks for doing this, my friend. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Anything else you want to know, Don? Oh, I always want to know, do you know the one about the, uh, the difference between sexual foreplay? For a Jewish man, it's two hours of begging. For yeah. the Irish, it's Bridget, brace yourself. And for the Italians, is Carmela, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ben. Good luck with the book. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. There he goes. Ben Fine. This is the beauty of your show. <laughs> we can talk to a Jew, okay, without insulting him. Yes. We can talk to a Catholic without insulting him. We are debating ideas. Yes. If somebody gets offended, to hell with them. I don't care. Well, we are uh, debating ideas. If don't say something wrong, 
the other guy should tell him, look, John, you're wrong about X, Y, Z. If I say something wrong, Osi point it out to me. I will correct myself with pleasure. But otherwise, it's an exchange of ideas. Yes. Democrats, Democrats will never allow it. Muslims will never allow it because they have a mindset. They are always right. They are always morally superior. Yes. Yes. That is... Uh... That is the way things go. We have got uh, our our next segment here on our big program. Oh, there he is, the man himself. The the man himself, Mr. Josh Bernstein. Uh, <laughs> so you've got this hat <laughs> rigged 2020. <laughs> Trump is still my president. Uh, truth, the new hate speech. I have a whole bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> so um i wanna i wanna start with with josh here on this on this topic about this uh this impeachment trial is this basically amateur hour with all these di- uh, you know why didn't trump have better lawyers is what i'm trying to figure out well first let me start by saying <laughs> before i get into it <laughs> Wow, what a great job the house managers did. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? 
you'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Look... (laughs) These lawyers are a joke, number one. This yeah. entire trial is a joke, number two. Yeah. Uh, it's illegal. It's unconstitutional. I may even add criminal, what they are doing. And, you know, this isn't just an impeachment against President Trump. This is an impeachment against all of us, anyone that supported him, because they want to cancel us all. Remember what Trump said about the fact that it's not me they're after, it's you. And so what they're trying to do, ultimately, is they're trying to show their strength. But in reality, they're showing their weakness. Exactly. They're showing their weakness. And the fact that they, as an actual political party that is, I guess you could say, somewhat taken seriously, uh, for them to say that we hate this man so much that we're just going to make up a fake impeachment for someone that supposedly— is not even in office. You cannot impeach a private citizen. It's against the law. So the whole thing is stupid. It really is. And, you know, look, they don't have any political capital as it is, but if they did, it's all gone now. The American people uh, are certainly upset about this. But I don't know. I mean, I I think it's a joke. I think the lawyers are an absolute joke. You know what I would have done? I would have went out there guns blazing and I would have been pointing my fingers at these people. How dare you? How do you sleep at night knowing that you're doing this illegally and unconstitutionally against a private citizen? We needed some, uh, you know, some fire breathing lawyers that were really going to put it out there and then say, and by the way, and go through all the voter fraud, all the affidavits, all the video evidence, all the audio evidence, I would have thrown it all out there. And I know that they were told, don't do it. It's going to, you're going to be criticized. Who cares? You know, I eat criticism for breakfast. It's delicious. So for me, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on television, but if I was representing Trump, I would ignore everything that I've heard and I would go right for the jugular because the courts never gave you the opportunity to do it. This was a grand opportunity. Uh, I still don't think they're going to do it. And I would say that it was a missed opportunity if they don't bring it up. You're absolutely right. I agree with him totally. As you're, usual. you're absolutely right, Josh. <laughs> as usual. Um, no. You're absolutely right. Um, but the interesting thing is, as, as someone pointed out to me, the minute they had done exactly what you said, the C-SPAN and everybody else would have stopped coverage. So what? There's other, you know, there's other alternative media. There's Telegram, there's BitChute, there's Rumble. I just want to point out, here in Jacksonville, they they have a paper which is owned by the Gannat chain. Okay. And you know what the headline about the uh, impeachment trial was? Uh, Trump revealed in uh, in the the mob, that was the headline. Trump, what? Revel. R e v e l. Revel. In the mob. Trump revels in the mob. Yes. That's what the that headline was. The was? Headline. What you uh, you know you're fighting one battle, and the Democrats are fighting a different battle, and I think the Democrats are winning that battle. Because the media, I know you don't read the New York Times. I have to read it, okay? Um, And if you read what the Times has reported about this trial, 
I think you'd be angrier than you are now, because it is absolutely, I used the word in this word once before, dribble. I mean, it's unbelievable. But the don't forget, the Democrats are going for one audience. You're trying to go for a different one. And I'm using my hands, I'm sorry. But we had a very good discussion last week, and I've been thinking about it all week, because— The one that we had? Yes. No. What you're trying to do is good for this country. And I applaud you, and I might disagree with some things, but I applaud what you're doing. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, I hope you realize that, um, because, um, but you're fighting, you're fighting one battle, which was the, the election 20, 2020. Still fighting it. Yeah. And the Democrats are fighting the election 2022. Okay. And you, you, you think by what you're doing, you're going to turn the tables in 22. And this trial is absolutely a farce. You're absolutely right. Any words you use, Josh, are absolutely correct. Uh, and I don't even understand where they're getting the legal justification for it. Because as you point out, how can you impeach someone who's not an author? Right. I mean, unless, unless, are they? I don't know. I'm not doing the conspiratorial stuff, but why are they trying so hard to impeach someone that, quote unquote, is not in office. Yeah, it's it's a it's a question that the media is not asking. No, okay. no, they won't do that. And look, I, I, one thing that I would disagree with you on is I believe that you can fight on multiple fronts. You are correct. I am still working on trying to get audits done in the state of Arizona. Uh, we are working very hard on that. We're working against you know, the rhinos in the Arizona state legislature. We literally had a contempt order that was taken out by one person. So we're doing a full court press on them. But uh, we're also expanding and doing other things in order to get the ballots and the audits done. Uh, I'm not going to go into details because I certainly don't want to tip our hand is what we're doing. But let's just say there's more than one way to skin a cat. As far as 2022 is concerned, uh, we are fighting back. They may be fighting for it, but we're fighting back even harder. You've got Missouri that just passed legislation that said that any federal new gun law will be nullified and not enforced. That's number one. Then the sheriffs came out in, in Missouri and said that if any politician tries to enact these federal gun laws, we will arrest them, okay? That just came out this morning. Uh, New Hampshire, they just did a, and found out through a hand recount in one county that 6% of all ballots were defaulted away from the Republican candidate. We now find out that um, Texas and Florida are fighting against big tech, exactly as I said what, what would happen where state rights would assert themselves over the federal government. We're trying to rein in the Silicon Valley tyrants in Florida, in Texas, Montana, Idaho, New Hampshire, uh, North Carolina, and Wyoming. Those are all states right now that are working on some type of legislation to rein in uh, the tech giants, okay? So we're working on that front. And then, of course, there are lots of people right now in Michigan right now, in New Hampshire. Uh, we've got one started in Washington state, believe it or not. We've got another one starting in Connecticut that they are pushing to get audits done and to also change election laws. You've got Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Uh, they're both working on legislation to change election laws for 2022 and 2024. Arizona is also introducing legislation. So we're definitely fighting on all fronts here. I know I know the collective may think that this is over and that's fine, but we're gonna continue to fight because we want to expose what has happened and we're not going to stop under any circumstances, come hell or high water, risk factor, threats, whatever, we're gonna continue to move forward. 
Yeah, but let me point out that our previous guest, Ben Stein, <coughs> is a professor. And, uh, is, that the, uh, is that the guy that speaks slowly? Is in the movies? <laughs> no, no. Ben Fine was our guest. You're thinking of Ben Stein. <laughs> but but I, I will have to say, uh, kudos to, to Josh being the movie buff and catching that. <laughs> Good job, sir. What I want to say on this was, if you listen to him, when he, when he, he says that the, the Washington, um, I don't want to say riot, but let's say rioters, are, um, uh, I forget the word he used, what, and he doesn't equate them with the, the rioters in, in Portland, you have a major problem. You, because w what the media has done is blackened Washington and whitened Portland and every other place. And if you ask me, what they did in those states is worse than what happened in Washington. Um, but, uh, but if you if you read it, and here you have a professor at a major university who, who says to IQ, well, you know, the, uh, IQ, what was the word that he used when he described them? Do you remember? No, but he was trying to get away with it because I told him, how can you justify what BLM is doing and you attack what's happening in Washington, D.C.? Right. BLM cost half a billion dollars. The attack on in Washington cost half a billion dollars to protect the Congress. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Well, by the way, the, the New York Times, with all due respect, is like the Sturmer of the Nazi Germany. What you have in America today is a collusion between the media and the Democrat Party, yes. exactly like what happened with Goebbels and Hitler, exactly yeah. the same. Yes. So let's not miss our words. What you have? Conservatives and the new Jews. Sorry. Conservatives are the new Jews. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's unfortunate the Jews are siding with the progressives. Because I know. Because there are seventy percent of American Jews I mean, have a, their brain up their arse. That's why. That's correct. They suffer from what's called anal cranial inverginitis, a.k.a. head-ass disease. Love your words. But any Jew that didn't vote for Donald Trump after what he did for Israel and for the Middle East doesn't deserve to be called a yeah. Jew. I'm, you know, I'm it's, it's, well, it's funny you that you bring that up because a lot of people are talking about how war is going to break out in the Middle East and this and that. Yeah. I don't necessarily see that. I see the fact that what President Trump did yes. in the last uh, you know, couple of months yeah. uh, was basically insulating Israel from attacks in the Middle East because what he did is he formulated um, you know, relationships by doing those peace deals. So what he did is he, I guess, handicapped Iranian influence in the Middle East by allowing, you know, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, which again is also a Shia-dominated country, and uh, Jordan, and now you have, you know, possibly Egypt, Saudi Arabia. So now you have these countries that are having legitimacy and relationships, if you will, with Israel. And what's happening is Iran is being isolated even more. So I think in some respects, we can't overlook what President Trump was able to accomplish in those last few months by doing all those peace deals at the end of, uh, of his term. And I think that that's going to help uh, probably keep more of the peace than we think in the Middle East. I disagree with you on one thing. I agree 100 percent that without Trump, there would have been no peace whatsoever. None. Mm -hmm. Can I but but. Uh, only day before yesterday, the Iranian government went to the United Nations, begging the United Nations to condemn Israel for threatening her. Now, listen to the chutzpah. They say it in Yiddish. Chutzpah. Those bastards have been threatening the extermination of Israel for 42 years. And yet they go to the United Nations asking or that Israel is threatening them. 
Israel has no choice. When somebody is telling the Israelis repeatedly in public and in the United Nations, without a single voice coming up in the United Nations to say, hey, the UN was created to stop wars. Right. Since Iran is declaring in the United Nations a war of extermination, Iran should have been chucked out of the United Nations. This didn't happen. Israel will go to war, whether or not Biden is there or anybody else is not there. I don't wish it, but I honestly believe that Bibi Netanyahu should sit down and address the Israelis exactly as Churchill did after he became prime minister against Nazi Germany. Put them in reality. You have to go to war. You will suffer losses, but we will survive. What do you think? I think that, um, you know, the fact that they went to the United Nations shows that they're weak and they don't have as much power as they come off. Uh, Absolutely to, to true, 100%. That's exactly. Exactly. And so I believe that they're afraid of Israel. And I believe most countries in the Middle East are afraid of Israel because they understand that Israel's not playing around. And if Israel figures out that they're in imminent danger or a threat, if they're going to be threatened, they're going to take action. They've done it in the past. They'll do it again. And the Iranians won't be able to do anything about it. So I think it's interesting that they went and tattletailed to the anti-American, anti-Israel United Nations instead of, you know, actually dealing with the problem mano a mano, if you will, country to country. And instead, they went and tried to use influence from the United Nations. It goes to show you that Iran is nowhere near as strong or as capable or ready as they claim to be. You are 100 percent correct. That's did exactly that the same Biden, conclusion. Did you say that uh, President Biden did not, uh, did, did not cave to them and said that uh, they, he would not go to the table until they stopped production? I mean, mm -hmm. that, uh, what is, well, it will, that's a major concession on his part, a major change from what he said during the campaign. One thing I will say about this administration as far as the cabinet choices are concerned, I'm noticing there's a lot of war hawks that they have put into these positions of oh, power. Oh, you better believe it. Um, from the Secretary of State to the Defense Secretary to um, Department of Homeland Security, they have a lot of these folks that are not afraid to get involved in international affairs which is interesting, and a lot of them are Jewish, by the way. So I guess that I'm hopeful in the fact that perhaps many of these Jewish cabinet members are going to stand up against the anti-Israel factions within not only the fraudulent Biden administration, but moreover, the entire Democratic Party, certainly the House in particular. And so I think what you're going to do, what you're gonna have are some of these hawks, if you will, uh, stepping up and preventing um, anything happening to Israel, or at least trying to stop it. The problem, though, is that they could then be involved with Afghanistan or Iraq or Syria. So in other words, we'll leave Israel alone, but we'll go mess with, you know, all these other countries. And I believe that that's more of the danger. One of the greatest things about Trump is, what is he, the first president in modern history that did not get us involved? in any yes. type of new conflict. Absolutely. I think that's yes. very important. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't want war, we want peace, but we want to protect ourselves at home first, which is why we are national populists, or at least we would hope most of us are. IQ. Uh... I love this conversation. <laughs> I do too. That's why I love doing Jiggy Show, because I never know what you're going to hit me with, and I'm prepared for whatever. I like. By the way, Josh, Josh, if I can be of any assistance to you, invite me to your show. Okay. I mean, it, honestly, if you think I'm worth it, invite well, me. I think you're worth it. I, just, I haven't done too many interviews lately on my own show, because uh, I have my camera guy that I've worked with now for a while, he works a nine to five job, and it's kind of hard because when he's available, most people are not. So um, I just kind of made a conscious decision lately, at least, uh, to just you know continue to do investigative journalism. And then if I get to a certain point, I bring up you know the website and I get more subscribers and I can afford to, then I'll do another 
uh, day a week of videos because I do five videos a week now that I that I actually pay for for my video guy and I would love to kick that up to 10 because if I kick it up to 10 then I can do one or two interviews a week and, and I'm working on that right now so you know but first I have to insulate uh, myself and I'm going to be on my own servers soon so I'm trying to turn the website into a uh, stealth jet fighter plane that's flying <laughs> underneath the radar of the FAA and can't be found or seen. So I'm working on that. One thing I did do, and it's just a shameless plug, I opened up a, a store. So I have Josh Bernstein collection, and I've got hats, T-shirts, hoodies, magnets, stickers, you name it. Even a couple of them with my ugly mug on the front of them. I can't imagine people wanting a sweatshirt or a ho hoodie with a bald guy on the front, but who knows? <laughs> so anyway, um, so I have the store there That's as awesome. well at joshbernsteinuncensored.com. So check awesome. it out. So um, earlier today, and uh, I'll, I'll have to forward this article over to uh, <laughs> over to over to Josh and over to Don, but I I got a. I, there's a PR company that I books different interviews through and the head of the PR company, Eileen, she's a really nice, she's, she's a really nice woman, but oh boy, is she a progressive. <laughs> she, your email. I said she's beneath contempt. Yes. Well, she wrote an article that she sent out that said Donald Trump is the enema of the people. What's dung is dung and cannot be undung. <laughs> so I sent that over to IQ and I love his email response, which was Eileen Proctor is a subhuman, lower than a termite. No need to add more. Get her on your show with no one else but me. <laughs> no, get her on with me. <laughs> oh, man. I, so, you might not have a show I, after I, that. I don't mind. Make it either of us or both of us, but bring her to the show. <laughs> I don't well, know if she'd be able to stand up to you guys. Is that we might have we might not have to start that third party after all, because it looks like the rhinos want to start their own party and they want to call it. You ready for this? The Integrity Party. Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing that uh, Evan McMullen, the uh, former CIA guy that ran in 2016. Him and about a hundred other fake rhino never Trumpers want to have their own party. So you know what I say? Go for it, guys. Get the heck out of Todd. That's what I say. <laughs> Go start your own party that no one will be a part of. They realize that Trump has a grip on this party and it's not going away anytime soon. Well, uh, I really, uh, I really feel, Josh, that's a mistake. I. I I really think that Donald Trump should uh, do what George Washington did, go home to the farm and, and, uh, and let other people uh, lead, lead us out of the wilderness. I really do believe that. Well, there's, that's an interesting thought because I've been thinking a lot about what happened with the election. And we have to understand that this never would have been able to be successful without the help of Republicans, okay? They would never have been able to pull this off just the Democrats alone. They needed the Republicans to be on board. And you had the Secretary of State in Georgia. You had the governor of Georgia. You had the governor of Arizona. You know, so you had these folks that were in, in these positions that could have stopped it and then, of course, never did. Then, of course, you had conservative judges that refuse to look at anything. So you have to ask yourself, and again, the Time Magazine pretty much does everything but admit the fact that they stole the election, let's face it. <laughs> but if you put this all together, you have two trains of thought. Either A, this is going to be the norm and they're going to steal every single election until we stop them and we're going to be in the minority forever. Or B, was this an isolated incident because of this one man? In other words, is it because of the hatred of this one person that everybody from both sides of the aisle in Washington said, there's no way, we don't care how successful he is, we don't care how great he's made the country, we hate him, so we're going to do everything we can to keep him from being president. So with Don and your thought process, 
You know, I've been thinking about that. He's 78 years old by the time 2024 rolls around. You've got Marjorie Taylor Greene. You've got Matt Gates. You've got Candace Owens. I mean, our bench of excellent conservative voices who would fight like Trump is very long and very deep. And could you imagine the, the tweaking of the left and the media if uh, we had the first black female conservative president in someone like Candace Owens. So I think that he can be the godfather of the party. And I believe that he can still do his rallies. I believe that he can still have a ton of influence and input into all of this. But you're right. Maybe it's time for some new blood because maybe they won't be so focused on getting rid of the next person as they were getting rid of him. Well, uh, the problem with, uh, and it's not a problem, what Donald Trump did, and uh, this country will be eternally, eternally grateful. But we, know, I might not live to see it. You'll certainly live to see it. Is the fact that he challenged all of the um, uh, the the isms that we have faced over the last 50 years, and and one by one destroyed them. In my view, if you look at his record. Leave aside the man and look at his record. There is no question that he is one of the great presidents of, of this of, of, of all time. Last, last 100 years. Okay, uh, there's no question. Uh, and there's no question that he could not have accomplished it without being who he was. It, it's, it, he could not have done it without being the maverick that he was. But unfortunately, most mavericks get killed one way or the other. It, it's, it's a fact of life. Um, the people that destroyed the things that, that need destroying, uh, I, we always use the example of Prometheus, who brought fire and was consumed by fire. Uh, that's what's happened with Donald Trump. But what, what he failed to do and what uh, I would ask you and every other is to coalesce behind two or three great people and let them lead the lead the banner, lead the, uh, the people towards 2022 and 2024. I mean, uh, to me, forget the past, agree with everything you're saying. And I think if you ask 90% of the American people, they'll all agree with you. It was stolen. Leaving that aside, to me, the, the real issue is how do you win 2022 and 2024? That, to me, is... is you have to challenge. remove the obstacles that kept you from winning 2020, obviously. I mean, we know that the election was stolen. And by 2022, we have got to have things changed. We have to get rid of the no you know, mail-in voting uh, default where anyone can do it and not having signatures match. Um, personally, I want, to, I want to see these machines gone. I think that these states need to just eat, you know, eat the losses and get rid of these machines. Um, I would love to see it go back to hand counting of ballots all around the country. Uh, I think that the technology has made things more dangerous for uh, for America in particular because of our elections and lack of integrity in these elections. So I think a lot of things have to change. We need to have photo ID for every single person that wants to vote. Um, we need to have signature matches on any absentee or mail-in voting, and there should not be 25, 30, 35 days to mail-in vote and to vote at all. Uh, I'm not in, interested in having a one day to vote as far as, you know, everyone's off of work. I think we ought to do it the way it's been working in the past. People go to work. They either vote in the morning on their lunch break or at the end of the day. Right. If it's if you can't get there, it wasn't important enough for you. And to be quite honest, if you don't have the opportunity to vote because you can't get there or you forget, I don't want you to be voting anyway, to be quite honest. So I think that we need to do absentee ballots for people that live outside of the United States of America that are citizens, and of course, for the military. And that's it. Nobody else should ever be able to cast an absentee or a mail-in vote. If you can't show up and show your ID 
and match the signatures and do it the right way that we've been doing it for years, then you don't have the right to vote in my America. And that's the things that we need to change. We need to pressure these state legislatures to pass voter ID, get rid of no fault, uh, mail-in voting and absentee voting, and uh, and start eliminating the the uh, time frame of when the elections start. That That's a big deal. The longer you have, the more ability you have to cheat. Couldn't agree with you more. I'll call you right back. I'll call you right back. By the way, you will have in the meantime, between now and 2022, 11 million illegals voting, plus 2 million who will come in through. That's 13 million. You figure it out. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here, uh, let's start with Don. Don, how do we uh, get in touch with you online and, and get all your get all your stuff, my friend? The, the NRES, the hyphen NRES dot com, uh, dot org, sorry, for the robotics edu uh, education and uh, 2SB Digest and Donald Mazzella. Uh, dot, Fantastic. Well, uh, IQ, as always, uh, how, how do we find you and your books, my man? The, the best thing is to Google my name, El Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I. And my books are a trilogy, Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam on Amazon. Fantastic. And it's a pleasure, as usual, having both of you with me. Yes. No, and uh you. And and Josh, uh, run it down for us. How do we get your? Uh, how do we get the website and all your all your stuff you're doing? Just go to joshbernsteinuncensored.com. Again, joshbernsteinuncensored.com. As I always say, if it's banned on social media, you'll find it there. Uh, I've got a lot of stories on there that the media would never even come close to touching. Uh, I've got more stuff coming this week. For instance. Right now, we uh, do not have uh, Biden or Kamala Harris running this country. We actually have the first female president. And not only is she the first female president, but she's also the first black female president. Who am I talking about? Well, I'll be dropping that story in the next day or two. So check it out on joshbernsteinuncensored.com. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks, gentlemen. And I will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you, guys. You Looking forward to it. Appreciate it. There they go. Don Mazzella, Josh Bernstein, and, of course, Mr. IQ Rizzoli. And that wraps it up here from our big broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast -coast on the app at JiggyJaguar.com. It's replay time over there. Over there, as they say. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.